Welcome to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio and Fox 29 San Antonio Spurs Zone. Hey, listen, you're San Antonio Spurs. Um, yeah, they're on a three-game losing streak. It's shocking, I know. I'm being sarcastic. But a uh, recent loss to Minnesota out in Minnesota. Uh, basically, uh, they just got clobbered. Uh, it was just an ugly sight for most of the game. We're going to be talking about what happened versus the T-Wolves. Also on the show... Uh, after 11 games, it's not looking pretty. Dare I say, is it panic button time already in San Antonio? To do that and more, I'm well, we got a very special roundtable edition uh, today. Uh, you know him, you love him. He is regular here, and now he's getting requested to come on Lockdown Spurs more often. Uh, Zach Escamilla, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Thanks for having me. Yeah, exactly. I'll try not to let the diva status hit you too much, okay? Because you got Splitter giving you love and our other guests giving you some love. Uh, so, again, Zach, uh, he's also a Spurs Zone contributor. And making his debut right here on Los. You know him. You love him. He is the legend in San Antonio. Ticket 760s, Hutch. Hutch, welcome to Lockdown Spurs. It's a pleasure, Jeff. Well, you came at a good time to make your debut because uh, it looks like there's a bunch of uh, infernos and firestorms going out in San Antonio among Spurs fans. Listen, guys, uh, fans are not happy with the play of the team. Uh, their uh, fans were saying on social media that fans were booing them at the AT&T Center uh, versus Memphis. I need to say not a good time. And to add more assault to the wound, they drop a game to Minnesota. Three-game losing streak. It was ugly. Let's get right to it. Hutch, you're new here, so I'll let you have the first take. WTF in Minnesota. Absolutely. Uh, it's for. It's mainly, like, in Minnesota, it's like, look, we did, it's not like we shot bad. I mean, I think it was like 48%, maybe a little bit over 48%. The, the main thing to look at with this when is it to try to look at the silver linings we only had 11 turnovers in this game that to me is huge considering we've been averaging i think 18 19 turnovers a game at least right. and so uh the the shooting percentages weren't too bad um closing time is where it really just mm. it looks horrible absolutely yeah. horrible uh for us to be running bellinelli out whenever he bricks three after three and can't even shoot from <laughs> underneath the basket, for God's sake. Uh, for us to keep rolling him out is ridiculous. Uh, I think Rudy Gay said it yesterday uh, after the loss that Lonnie needs to see some time. Uh, uh, otherwise, he's not going to be able to get the confidence that he gets. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's pretty much my takeaway from it. I mean, we got slaughtered, absolutely slaughtered, and to a yeah. team that is good but not great. So, yeah, exactly. I, I I consider us to be pretty much like right now at least on the same level as that uh, as that team, and uh, we we just we we can't hang with them right now. Yeah, I mean the the record now is five and six below five hundred. Um, you know, Zach, we've been hearing this a lot from the players. Oh, it's too early. It's still early. Um, you know, there's still time to correct this. And, and shocking enough, DeMar DeRozan said the exact same thing after the law, saying that there's still plenty of time to fix what's wrong. And he said it himself, that they're going to get things right. But, Zach, things did not look right in Minnesota. What was your take? Jeff, it was an absolute disaster. I definitely agree with a lot of what Hutch said there. 
But to elaborate, especially on the Marco Bellinelli thing, I mean, I would rather watch The Last Jedi 82 times in a row <laughs> than watch more Spurs <laughs> games with Marco Bellinelli getting extended playing time. Because just like with oh, The Last Jedi, which, yeah. as you both know, ended in disaster, the Spurs season is also going to end in disaster if he continues to receive significant playing time. That chart you put up this morning, 18 of 69, I mean, mm-hmm. how? I mean, that's, that's just atrocious. Like, seriously, anybody else on the team could do better than that. Literally, anybody. I think the yeah. guys on the Spurs hype team could probably give you that, <laughs> if not better. So, you know, the Spurs are in trouble, Jeff. They have two all-stars. And I say that with large quotation marks around those two players, <clears throat> LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. Those two can obviously score, but the yeah. lack of effort, on the defensive side of the ball from both players, not to mention DeRozan's allergy to the three-point line. It just isn't going to work with these two so-called all-stars. Also, Rudy Gay is regressed. Pop obviously feels that Damari Carroll is regressed. Otherwise, he'd be out there. And Mm. I guess Pop clearly feels like Lonnie the Walker uh, the fourth isn't ready. So, uh, you know, Jeff, I think it's time to just cut the charades. It's time to give the reins to the kids. Cut the dead weight of the underperforming vets. I don't care that these guys are averaging double figures. I care about the effort all around the court, not just on the offensive side of the ball. And after 11 games, Jeff, touch. I'm not seeing it, guys. I'm simply not seeing it. Uh, I have not seen anything to convince me that things are going to turn around. Well, look, um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, shifting back to the loss here, uh, Zach and and Hutch, uh, heading into the game, uh, Zach and I, we talked about this in the previous lows. Uh, we both saw that Wiggins was going to just erupt versus the Spurs. And sure enough, it happened. And that was enough for, to convince me that this was an L for San Antonio, even before the ball went up in the air. So it kind of played out. Why? Defensively. Okay, fine. You lose to a Minnesota team that at that time was 6-4. and four. They've been playing pretty good considering. And not too surprising uh, that they got did not get it done on the defensive end. But Hutch... For me, what stood out the most is the one consistent that we had at least through 10 games prior to the loss was the bench. The bench was always there to produce from first quarter to the final frame. That did not happen in the fourth quarter. The, it was actually the Timberwolves bench that erupted in money time. The Spurs bench fizzled. Now, you can point fingers at Bellinelli. By the way, just he's never scored double figures this season so far. Just putting it out there um you just saw a lack of effort from the bench you're talking about a guy like patty mills who has been one of the more consistent offensive players this season um it it, it fell apart and hutch i'm going to turn the mic to you now and i talked to zach about this earlier today i want to get your thoughts is it time to start looking at Dejounte murray and Derek white because their performance versus Minnesota was atrocious, and that wasn't the first time in this span of games that they've not uh, played at least even, at least average. They've been kind of trickling off. Yeah, they've been trickling off for sure, Uh, especially in, like, I want to say in the last, like, three, maybe four games. I think Derek White's had a decent game in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But uh, DeJounte for sure has stepped he's kind of stepped off a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like I think he got into foul trouble in one, one or two of them. Yeah. And, uh, which is honestly, and that's fine with me. That shows me that at least hell you're playing defense, Yeah. you know, but for, 
those guys to slip whenever they see that the rest of the starters, especially with LaMarcus and uh, DeRozan, even though DeRozan has been scoring as of late, um, mm-hmm. that they're not quite hitting their shots either, that they're cold. You mm-hmm. need to be able to assist more. You need to be able to see the field a little bit better. And he, he did in this game, but he didn't produce on the scoring right. end of it. Um, Derek White, I'm not worried. Honestly, I'm not worried about either of those guys. Specifically with Murray, though, I think this has a lot to do to do with his minutes restriction. He mm-hmm. doesn't have enough time on the court to be able to get a good rhythm, a good feel for the game. Uh, once he's able to produce 35 to 40 minutes a game, which is what we're probably going to need him to play, he will play better. In my in, in my opinion, right. a lot of people will will probably tell me that I'm crazy, but this is just what I see on the court. I don't see the back end of it. I don't see mm-hmm. the behind the scenes stuff. I just see what I see on the court. Uh, I think Murray will be fine. I think that Patty will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a bad game. Sometimes he slips up defensively, but mm-hmm. with, energy wise, that dude is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, I, was, I think we had a discussion the other day. He'll probably be the next bird to end up in the rafters. So yeah. uh, it's. I think. I think Patty will be fine. We just have to get. We're, we're really, really, really light in the paint right now. We don't have anybody to defend yeah. the paint except for Jakob, and Jakob is slipping. That's yeah, the main I, factor. Exactly, and and I'm glad you brought that up, Zach. I'm going to ask you a quick question in a few minutes, uh, but I just want to dovetail on what Hutch just said. Uh, start off with Jakob. He did an uh, an interview with an Austrian outlet recently, and it flew under the radar in San Antonio. But you know me, I'll, I'll find it if it's out there. And sure enough, I did. Um, he said that he's not happy with himself, considering that he's not playing aggressive enough when he gets the minutes. So he's been self reflecting lately, and uh, he's kind of blaming it on himself that you know he's not playing up to par thus he's not getting the minutes now as far as uh, murray is concerned hutch uh i think the foul trouble situation has been getting to him mentally uh he had what four i correct me if i'm wrong guys but i think he had four versus minnesota and he almost fouled out in the previous game and, and again forgive me i'll look it up for you if you want to hit me up on social media later but he after the game recently he said that the foul trouble has been affecting him mentally. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah, you know, he's aggressive, Hutch, and, you know, he's he's getting out there and getting on it, and he's picking up fouls, but then it affects his play. So, you know, and right. that, to me, that's just the, you know, the, the the blossoming that he has to do, the growth that he has to do. Remember, he lost a full season. Uh, this is what, if you want to be technical about it, his really his third season with the Spurs because he lost one. So. Uh, there's still some growth. Now, speaking of Murray and White, Zach, bold question here, but do you think Pop should flip it? You know, you think maybe White should get the start and Murray come off the bench? You know, Jeff, I, I think that's a fair question. And I think... And, and Zach, I, I don't mean no. to cut you off. The only reason I bring it up is because White, although he's playing admirably and he's accepted the bench role... But he said himself it took him a, a while to get used to being a non-starter because for most of his career he has been a starter, whether that be in Colorado, the G League, or last season when Murray went out. So, But do you think that could bolster and boost the Spurs, that kind of move? Now, do I think it could bolster the Spurs? Absolutely. Yeah. But, but long-term, is it the right move? 
no. And and I say that because, again, DeJounte Murray is still trying to knock off some rust. You know, a lot of people, again, I know as well as he played in the preseason, the start of the season, you know, we all thought, okay, he's back. But the reality is he is on that minutes restriction. I do agree with Hutch. I think when that minutes restriction is gone, psychologically, that's really going to impact him positively because he's going to know he's going to be out there more and he's not going to have to try as hard. Now, I'm not saying I don't want him to try hard. What I'm saying is he just knows he's going to be, you know, he's going to have some room uh, for error, if you will, whereas he knows he's only in there for a certain amount of time. He may be overcompensating. So I think if you were to, you know, start Derek White, yeah, you may see a faster start by the team. However, I don't know if it's the right move uh, for either player because on one hand, you got Derek White, who's getting used to that bench role. And then you got DeJounte Murray going, going to the bench for, you know, the first time in a couple of years. So to me, it's just, I don't think it's, it's good for the long-term outlook of the team, but I do see the pros in it. But ultimately, if it were up to me, I would just uh, continue the course with Murray starting and having Derek White as that scoring option off the bench. And I know his shot hasn't been falling lately, but we know the guy can play, he mm-hmm. can score, and if he's not scoring, at the very least, we know he's going to be playing defense and giving effort. Two things, Hutch. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to the loss versus Minnesota now, a bright spot was the play of Trey Lyles. You know, He did grab a, a game-high tie in 11 rebounds last night. That was his fifth 10-plus rebound performance of the season. If anybody on the roster who should be getting shine right now, despite them being 5-6, should be him because he's been playing admirably and just playing his role and quietly doing what he has to do on the court for San Antonio. Hutch. Dude, you're absolutely right. He does, He is doing that bad boy role that he needs to, to portray, but that's what he is. He is a role player. We need somebody that is going to be in the paint that can score. It's the one thing that we're really, really missing. We don't. We're not getting points in the paint. We're getting shoved out of it. We're hitting. We're trying to shoot long twos, which is like DeRozan's favorite thing to do. Even Lamarcus's favorite <laughs> thing to do. Just stand out there, 15, 18 feet away from the basket, and pluck it in. It's what we do. Marco. That's the only. That's the only thing he's been able to hit. Is yeah. those eighteen foot jump shots. You know, it's. It's, I I, lo- I I really do like the way Lyles is playing. I don't know if he should be the start. I think that I really do think that Jakob should be starting. Because mm-hmm. if he was starting, he'd be able to get that energy going that he needs to be able to have. And he can he could he can be the force that we have in the middle. Hell, start mm-hmm. a bow. Sit Lamarcus. Ooh. Put Trey Lyle, Put Trey Lyles in at a uh, power forward and have uh, have uh, Pirtle in a center. You, you just racked up Lamarcus more Spurs fans right now. You just racked up more Spurs I, fans. I like that, that move. I like it. Yeah. It's I, bold, and I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something has to change. I actually do think that we should be starting uh, uh, Derek White right mm-hmm. now because he will be, he's, he's, he's got fresher legs. He's yeah. used to that starting role right now. And with the minutes restriction that DeJounte Murray has – he's not able to get that rhythm. I think he would be able to get that rhythm in a second unit. So you bring him in off the bench, he's still limiting his minutes, but as bench play comes, comes around, I mean, that's what you're going to be end up being playing anyway. So it's like, yeah. 
18 to 20 minutes a night right there just coming off the bench. Start Derek White. You don't have to do it for long term because God knows this is Murray's team. It's going yeah. to be Murray's team for the long run. But for right now, to right the ship, you have got to make these changes in the lineup. And this is where Pop is fluttering right now. He yeah. doesn't know what to do with this lineup. And it's driving fans nuts. Well, it's obvious, you know, one more thing before we move on here uh, about the loss to Minnesota, but it is obvious that, again, the lack of defense uh, reared his ugly head again. Uh, Minnesota scored 100-plus, and the third quarter wasn't even over yet uh, versus San Antonio. They ended up scoring 129. Just just try this. They scored 40 in two separate quarters, the second and the third. By the way, that was the first time in Minnesota. Uh, that was the first time in Minnesota franchise that ever happened, and it would go against uh, the Spurs. But uh, after the game, uh, Pop's pre- post-game conference was short and sweet, and I mean short and sweet, two sentences. But basically what he said, I'm going to read it to you guys, and Zach will get your react first. He says, from our end, I think we're very challenged defensively, another poor outing defensively, and that's where we're at. There's not much more to say. Is it simple as that, Zach? Is it just all defense? Is there going to be one day down the road uh, this season where the defense clicks and voila, everything's fixed? Is it that simple? You know, usually I'm not the person that likes to give a clear-cut answer here, but I'm going to say, yeah, it is that simple because there is no defense. Uh, They're making, you know, yes, last night, like Hutch mentioned, yeah, the Timberwolves are a solid team, but they're not a great team. Last Mm -hmm. night, the Spurs' defense, made the Minnesota Timberwolves look like the 2017 Golden State Warriors. Um, You expect that sort of team, a super team, to put up those numbers in a quarter. But they allowed, uh, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, who, yes, very good player, possibly the best center in the league right now, arguably. And then you got former uh, number one overall pick Andrew Wiggins, who's been Mm – basically scrutinize his entire career going off for a night. It just doesn't look good, Jeff. And it's really hard for me to see this team getting better defensively with the current rotations. Uh, As Hutch mentioned, uh, there has to be changes to the lineup to at least give us some hope to, you know, make some sort of change in an attempt to find a better solution. Because after 11 games, Jeff, it's not working. These rotations yeah. are not working. And I, yes, I know it's only 11 games, but if it's not working now, how's it going to work, you know, 31 games from now? I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, once again, these I'd Spurs. Like to... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I'd like to piggyback off that. You say, yeah, defensively, it should be, it should be able to fix it. I don't think it will. Uh, defensively we're bad if the defense starts to click then you have one more problem in this in this whole rotation offensively we have no chemistry mm-hmm. none whatsoever i mean these guys i mean you don't you're not going to get a great game out of lamarcus aldridge unless you give it to him 40 times a game yeah he force feed him yeah. he disconnects from the team yeah. he, he just he he just sits back and does does nothing uh, so uh, for a guy that tall to be only getting eight bra- eight rebounds throughout his whole career as an average is pathetic. I mean, dude, you're seven foot. Get yeah. underneath the basket, for God's sake. So <laughs> the, the chemistry for this team needs to be addressed. And that's one of the reasons why I think that uh, Derek White needs to be able to come out and start, because at least then him and DeRozan have a chemistry. They had, They started to get it last year, and I think that can pick up the team again to this year. 
Yeah, once again, the uh, Spurs uh, lose to Minnesota 129-114. That's their third loss in a row. They are now 5-6. and six. Uh, Just uh, a quick uh, recap on what happened statistically. Uh, DeRozan finished with the uh, team-high 27 points. Aldridge had 23 points off 10 of uh, 16 shooting. Off the bench, you had two players, uh, Patty Mills and Rudy Gay, each scored 10 points. Uh, but uh, three-point shooting was not their thing versus Minnesota. They ended up connecting on 3 of 17, good for 17% for the game. Uh, another loss for San Antonio. They'll next face Orlando in Orlando uh, this Friday night. And it would be Orlando with that rumor coming out that DeMar DeRozan is getting interest from them. Uh, but we're going to continue our chat with uh, Hutch and Zach. And we're going to be asking, is it time to press that big old panic button? Let's continue our chat with Hutch of Ticket 760. And by the way, Hutch, how can fans tune in to Ticket 760, even if they're out of San Antonio? Oh, oh uh, by all means, hook up the iHeartRadio app. Get it. You can listen to us from the future that way. It's absolutely fantastic. Just uh, just get in there, look up the Mike Taylor Show, because if you do Mike Taylor, Mike Taylor Show, you'll end up getting some jazz dude that uh, <laughs> is pretty good, but it's not us. So did the Mike Taylor show and you can hook us up there or you can listen to us and uh, listen to me on the blue collar sports that uh, on Sunday. You can listen from the future there as well. There you go. And uh, Zach, obviously, you know, we follow you on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? At Spurs Zach, Z-A-K. Simple enough. All right, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to look at you, Zach, right now. Are, are you hovering your hand over that panic button right now? Because, if you take the pulse of Spurs fans right now, after 11 games, some of them are slamming it, saying it's time to tank. You're seeing fans bicker with one another. It's getting ugly out there. Uh, as mentioned, you got fans saying it's time to tank. You got fans coming at those fans that are saying it's time to tank, calling them out. Um, you got just fans throwing their hands up in the air, saying, well, it was, a, it was you know fun while it lasted. Panic time in San Antonio, Zach? Oh, I hit the panic button already, Jeff. Uh, you know, I, I almost compare it. If the Spurs, the Spurs were an organization, if I had to compare it to Star Wars, think of the Spurs being the first Death Star, and yeah. uh, you know, the rest of the NBA being the the group of rebels. You know, right now we're in the Death Star, and Luke Skywalker is about to fire those proton torpedoes into the hole, yeah. and we're about to explode. <laughs> that, that, that's where we're at right now, Jeff. Zach, have you been binge watching Disney Plus? Is that what's going on right now? You're watching every episode <laughs> now. Well, you you caught me, Jeff. I'm not gonna lie. I woke up at 4:45 this morning. I couldn't go back to sleep, and I did watch A New Hope. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> All uh-huh. right, so we'll continue. So, uh, Zach, anywho, go Jeff, ahead. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, I I am not seeing anything from this team that has convinced me that things are going to change until I see a change. I'm not going to have any, any optimism for the rest of the season. I mean, Hutch said, you know, there's no flow to the offense. There's no chemistry. Yes. I I mean, there are seven guys averaging double figures right now, but it's all empty stats. You know, it's, yeah, it looks impressive on paper. Seven guys averaging double figures, you know, 112 plus points a game. Yeah, that looks great, but when you, you know, look behind the curtain a little bit and really watch, mm-hmm. it's bad. It's really bad. I mean, when I was at that Celtics game the other night, 
I was, I've never been to a Spurs game before where I felt almost ashamed to be a fan. And I hate to say that, but it was just the, the energy in the arena. People were groaning when Marco Bellinelli was checking in. <laughs> People were yelling at pop. You know, I'm hearing Celtics fans talking trash. I mean, I've never experienced that at a game before. So I just, it's a tough scene, guys. It, it really is. And I hate to be a Debbie Downer. I hope the Spurs prove me wrong. I hope they somehow find some magic mojo and, and go on some sort of run. But I'm not seeing it. Uh, you know, I, I really think it's time to turn it over to the kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach, you've been very vocal about that, uh, you know, uh, thinking that, you know, well, you know, it is what it is, you know, and it's going to be a bad season. But uh, for me, you know, I look at kind of the bigger glaring issues right now. Uh, turnovers, that's kind of plagued this team a bit to start the season. I think I look at that, I'm like, that, that could be fixed. Just crisper uh, passes. Even uh, Rudy Gay said it after the loss for Minnesota, saying it's just the little things like turnovers that's plaguing them right now. I look at the three-point shots. Okay, fine. You know, you want to point the finger at Bellinelli? Go for it. He has a big deal to that. But they do have the players and the personnel that can get hot and be that three-point shooting team that we saw last season when they were leading the league. Well, thanks in large part to Davis Bertans, but he's no longer here. Thank you, Marcus Morris. Um, and then I look at transition defense. Okay, that's just hustle. You, you know, so I look at it like it's still salvageable this season. Those three areas that stand out for me, and, I, and you know, they can fix it. They, they can get it done. But Hutch, I don't know if you agree with me, that the season is still salvageable after 11 games, and I think it is. Or you agree with uh, Zach that it's pretty much a done deal. Well, this is kind of – it's kind of the different perspective that you have to take with it. Yeah, last year we started out the season, what, four and seven at this, yeah. at this point, in, at this mm -hmm. juncture in the season. So, And then we turned it around, and we ended up being a, a, a low seed in the playoffs and then took a really good Denver team to seven games. So yeah. I do believe it's we can turn it around, but we have to this, – this is where it's going to have to come down to pop really looking at this roster and going, okay, what does everybody do best? And then throwing that, that team out on the court and seeing where that goes. That, in turn, is going to – you're going to see that chemistry get better. You're going to see those turnovers drop. And as I said, we only had 11 turnovers last game, uh, which is a lot better than the way it mm -hmm. has been in the, the previous games before. So it, this, is, this is where the, that perspective comes in hand. If you look at it like, okay, we did the same thing last year and we can get to the playoffs. Or if you go ahead and hit the panic button, try to tank, which you're not going to be able to. Everybody on this mm -hmm. team is way too proud to be able to do yeah. that. So hitting the panic button and trying to tank, it's not going to happen. You just have to look at it from a realistic standpoint. But they, this, are, are we a championship contender? No. no. And we're not going to be until we get rid of this laziness that we see on the court. I am glad you brought that up, that keyword lazy, because in the previous segment, you know, I, you know, we asked, you know, is it just several as fixing the defense and voila, you know, problem solved for me, it's actually a twofold thing. It's, it's fixing the defense, obviously. And then it's just effort, just effort. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. 
I see it from a few guys. I see it from DeJounte. I see it from uh, Mills. I even see it from Trey Lyles. He was diving out, uh, out of bounds for, to save a ball versus uh, Minnesota. But you don't see it out of your guys. You see DeMar DeRozan, you know, getting in the face of ref and picking up a tee. You see uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, well, I don't know what you want to call what he did versus Boston, but you saw that. Um, you're just not you're just seeing a lot of lack of effort from a good chunk of the team. You're, I wish we saw that effort out of at least your two all stars. I think they set the tone and they really haven't set the tone. That's the key. That's the key right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, go ahead. Uh, uh, they're, go seeing, ahead they're, they're seeing the rest of this team is seeing the lack of effort that LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan are putting into this game. So, I mean, those are, those are your two super, super quotation mark star yeah. veterans right there. And all these young kids are looking up to those guys to see how they play the game. And this is what you're going to show them? Shame. I'm ringing yeah. my bell right now. Shame. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. So uh, we'll see if the Spurs will turn things down, uh, turn things around, excuse me. Um, uh, as the season goes on, I, I still think there's still time. I, there, there's, there's like the realistic there part of me. There's time, and it is, you know. But, 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 um, guys, what about Lamarcus Aldridge and Demar Derozan? We just talked about that. I mean, if those are your two stars, I yeah. mean, they are what they are. We're talking about veterans. What are they? Nine, ten-year veterans. You know, they've been in the league a while. You know, what's the old saying? You know, uh, a leopard doesn't change yeah. its spots or stripes, yeah. or whatever. You know, I, I just you are what you are after a certain point. Yeah. I don't know if you can really coach effort, you know, that's something that comes from within, you know, coach is there to, you know, motivate obviously. And there's more to that, but at the end of the day, if you don't have that fire within inside yourself to get better and to, you know, hustle, I just, that's, that's where I keep hitting a wall where if those two guys don't fundamentally change, who they are as players. I mean, that, and, and you see, and, and I totally get what Hutch was saying when he said tanking isn't realistic, and, and I get that. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm not asking for the Spurs to tank. All I'm asking for is to put in the young guys that want to play, that want to be there. Yeah. You know, let them, let them experience the growing pain. And you never know. There's so many rookies playing yeah. well right now. I mean, we don't know how these guys are going to do. Yeah, they're yeah. doing well in the G League, but ultimately, until they come up to the big boy club, we don't know. It's a mystery. So I would yeah. rather, you know, try to solve that mystery. Let's see what we have in these guys. Let them grow. Yeah. And if we end up getting in the lottery, but at the same time, develop these guys to where next year they're going to be, you know, ready to roll. I would much rather go that route and go unsolve this mystery of who these guys are versus stick with the status quo. And we already know what these guys are going to do. So for me, I, I just have such a hard time seeing a lot of positives when you've got these two all-stars that mm-hmm. aren't giving the effort and setting that example that you guys were talking about for yeah. these younger players. So for me, yeah. Let me see Luca Luca Samanich over Lamarcus Aldridge. Let me see Keldon Johnson over Demar Derozan. Maybe they don't put up those numbers, but I would bet my entire bank account, and it's not my money; it's my wife's. The CFO. I don't even know how much it's <laughs> right Point there is, with you. 
Yeah. I, I, I would bet all of it that they would give more effort. They would yeah. definitely try harder. And they would hustle more. And well, I know those are things that yeah. you really can't quantify. Yeah. But I, I guarantee if you watch the games, you would at least see some heart. And right now, well, that's well, what the Spurs are making. Well, we, we definitely right. have heart right here. Um, we're going to take a, a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to put a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. That's going to give out our final takes. I'll start off with uh, the new the new kid here on Locked On Spurs. Hutch, <laughs> final take. Uh, my final take is I, I'd probably say that this uh, this is this isn't over. This isn't over. We can't start hitting the panic button right now. Uh, I think the one thing that as fans we have to do is we have to call on Pop. We have to say hey look man you have got to you you've got to be seeing what we're seeing on the court right i mean you can't be turning a blind eye and just throwing lamarcus and uh damar out there to uh, just put up numbers and call it good you can't be doing that anymore at this point you have to be able to make the decision if they're not playing well if they're not showing you the effort that you want on that court then sit them pull in the young guys get trey lyle some more minutes Get him in there. Get Jakob in there at the same time and see if we can't get a little paint presence going. Get Lonnie Walker on the court. Get him fighting through screens. I'd like to be able to see Weatherspoon come up. I'd like to see mm-hmm. Samanich come up and see what those guys can put onto our court. And, I mean, it just it, in, in the words of Tracy Chapman, give me one reason to stay here. I'll turn this car around. <laughs> There we go. Uh, is that the, that, that's a hard take to follow, though, Zach. Uh, what are your What is your final thought? Whether it be the loss on Minnesota or whether it's time to hit the panic button or not. Uh, you know, I, I like a lot of what Hutch said, but you know, I, I definitely agree with a lot of it. But for me, I'm basically sticking with my guns, Jeff. As I'm I'm not feeling too great about the rest of this season until I see some of those things that Hutch just mentioned. You know, until I see pop start to make changes and not just for the sake of change, but for the sake of finding something that works until I see that I just don't have a very positive outlook for the rest of the season. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to pound the table uh, to see these younger kids play. And again, not to tank, but simply to see what do the Spurs have? Do they have building blocks for the future? Not necessarily all-stars or superstars, but are these guys, that can be building blocks for the future. So for me, that's my angle. I want to see the youth movement full swing, just like uh, Hutch's best friend, Mike Taylor says, you know, it's basketball purgatory right now. And I I think I'd rather see the kids play. You know, uh, that's just me. All right. As for me, my final take, uh, the season is salvageable, as I said in the previous segment. I, I think there is a plenty of time to fix what's wrong. The only problem for me, though, is when does that end? When do you say there's still when does saying there's still more time end? I think it's coming sooner than later. They're playing in a competitive West. The longer they take to get rolling, the, the longer it gives time uh, teams like the Clippers and the Mavericks and, uh, you know, the, the, the Lakers, et cetera, et cetera, to get better. And if they're getting better, we're seeing the Lakers already starting to turn it around and the Spurs are regressing. That's not a good sign. So for me, I think it's still salvageable. I believe in this team. I think they they have what it takes. They just got to put it together, get back to me in a month. And they're still like this. Well, then um, I'm hitting the panic button. 
Uh, but it's time to uh, close this out. Zach, how can fans talk to you about your take and just everything Spurs? Well, you can call me at 8675309. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you can follow me at. <laughs> See, Hutch got it. You can follow me I at got it. Spurs, Z A K, at Spurs, Zach. Look for the Stormtrooper and the nerdy Star Wars uh, header in the back. So, uh, yeah, if you want to follow me for, you know, Spurs stuff and, you know, entertainment and other nerd stuff, then you should follow me. But if you're not into that sort of thing, then, hey, no hard feelings. All right. Uh, Hutch, your turn. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get, get at me on Twitter, at HutchEyeSun, H-U-T-C-H-E-Y-E-S-U-N. Look for the picture of uh, my beautiful wife and my big-ass beard. And uh, <laughs> we, well, I'll, I'll get back at, at you, whatever you say. There you go. Uh, give those two guys a follow. They're a great follow, uh, especially if you're a big-time Spurs fan. They'll have their takes. You may disagree or agree with them. Nevertheless, give them a click, and that being a follow. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpursZone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio, Fox29SanAntonio.com. We got it all there from this episode of Lockdown Spurs to what Rudy Gay had to say about Lonnie Walker getting more playing time. Yeah, he, he went there. Go check it out at the Spurs Zone. And speaking of the Spurs Zone, subscribe everywhere you get your favorite uh, podcast. Just click subscribe um, and follow the rest of the NBA Locked On uh, team. But for Hutch, Ticket 760, and Zach of the Spurs Zone, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.